0: Alright, alright, what the fuck is up? I'm back. It's Ron Sense. This is Ron. Alright, so we're going to go through uh, my review, I guess, of Tenet. And maybe give like a little bit of explanation uh, for the people who have seen it. We'll kind of discuss some explanation of how it works from a, a theoretical standpoint. Uh, and kind of go back through like the sequence of events to the best of our ability. Uh, I don't know if I just popped my microphone or not there. Okay. But anyways, on the, on the initial end, you know, no spoilers for the people who haven't seen it. Um I would rate this movie probably if I had to give it a rating. So, for me, I I really like movies like this that really challenge um boundaries like i I like what christopher nolan's done like uh, you know interstellar is one of my favorite movies of all time uh inception is another movie that i i really really love because i like movies that make me that like really challenge me mentally so from a personal standpoint uh this movie rates very very highly if I was going to give a rating that's maybe more so with the audience in mind, i probably give this movie like an eight or so, maybe an eight and a half. Um, and, and so it's kind of this weird thing, right, where like this movie probably is going to end up, you know, when it's all said and done, maybe is a top 20 movie for me all time. Um, but that's sort of selfishly because I, I really, really love um this concept but as a rating to someone who doesn't maybe want that sort of mind bending or really playing with theoretical physics i i somewhat respect that and so like i i factor that in to give a rating that perhaps gives a more accurate or at least somewhere in between of what i think the movie is versus what Maybe more the average moviegoer would see this as, um, and and so and and perhaps that's not the best way of doing it. Like I, I guess if I was going to give it this my personal rating, maybe I'd give it. I, I I guess I'd probably still give it maybe eight and a half or nine. So uh, I guess you know I'm pulling my own version of Tenet here of really like bending your mind for me to just end up at the same place, sort of. Um, so, but. To me, like, I think that the movie does a really good job of kind of, like, making you think about what's going on and and question the possibility of it, which I, I really like, right? I don't like, obviously, if something's just, like, clearly impossible in a way that's, like, it's not worth exploring mentally. I like when it's sort of like, well, theoretically, there's something to this. And I have to untangle it to sort of decide whether or not it it holds up, right? Oh, in my mind, right? Because because this is all theoretical. Um, it it's sort of like one of those things where it's like we don't really know. It's like a you know it's a Schrodinger's cat type of thing, right? We don't we don't know. I, I mean, it's not exactly a Schrodinger's cat type of thing. But my point being is that. Um, you know if you try to find out you're you're not going to get the you're not going to get an answer and like you can but then you can know what the right answer should be but then when you look it's not going to be the answer that it's that was probably a bad example maybe a a bit forced on like the theoretical physics and and quantum physics realm but you you know my my point being is that it's hard to verify. Um, either way, and that's sort of, I guess, where I was getting with the Schrodinger's cat, is that, um, you know, the cat's alive as long as you don't look in the box uh, type of thing. But, so, anyways. So, so the the movie does a really good job from that science fiction aspect, and I think that the action is pretty good. Uh, I would say that, overall, the action is actually fairly subpar compared to, I think, at least how you may have expected the movie to be, uh, you know, from the trailers and how it looks and the styling of it. It, it seems like it's going to be a lot more action-y than, than it actually ends up being. And so in that way, I think that it's... If you're looking at this movie thinking that you're going to go into, like, what's more of just, like, a real, like, action movie, I think you'll be satisfied, but perhaps... um but it 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 may not reach what your expectations are if that makes sense like if if you were to if you were to not have like a certain expectation and you just went into it you'd enjoy it as an action movie but if you went in with the expectations that this is like a really actiony like movie in that way like a real sort of adrenaline ride type of movie it may not get to those expectations while still not being bad if you know what I mean, right? Like, because sometimes we have that happen, right? We go to a movie, there's expectations because, you know, we've heard reviews or whatever, and you go into it and you go, it's good, it's just not as good as I thought it was going to be type of thing. So from the action perspective of the movie, I think that that's somewhere where it lands. Now, from the science fiction standpoint of the movie, I think it really knocks it out of the park of making you think. And I think it also does a really good job of, to the layman... Like not making it so complex that it's like what the hell? Because there there is sort of like a really important aspect that it that exists um, within quantum physics, for example, is that um, you have to be willing to understand that not everything is understood. Um, and what I mean by that, right, it, is so in in quantum physics, there's a there's a, a Multiple theories that exist within uh, quantum physics and quantum mechanics, and how um, and, and how the world truly works and interacts. And, but there's also an understanding that there may be unknown variables, and, and in fact, that there there's almost an, an assurance that there are unknown variables, right? And so that they impact. Uh, our ability to move, progress scientifically because of it. And so in, in a similar vein with this is that if you don't understand all the variables or you don't or you don't think that you've acquired all of the variables to to truly understand uh, what's happening in the movie, that's OK. Don't let that sort of like cause you to get to such a point where you can't move forward. Uh, you know, it's basically, like, there's things that you just have to accept as true, even if you know them not to be true. For example, Bohr's model, um, back, you know, when you probably recall Bohr's model of the hydrogen atom, um, back from, like, chemistry class, and that the hydrogen atom specifically work like, Bohr's model is a lie that is, that works to get you to the truth because of the fact that there's only one, um, there's only one associated neutron and proton and electron or whatever, you know, right. So, um, because of that, it allows this lie to be okay. Um, and in that, like the way that it's described in terms of how the electron, um, is, uh, um, within like the, uh, Electric field of the hydrogen atom. Without trying to get this too into the mix, the, basically the way that the electron within the hydrogen uh, atom interacts is an incorrect way. Uh, uh, like th- it is like we know this to be incorrect, but it doesn't matter because it's sort of not the point in the moment. And so in the same way, there's some there's some things about this that you may find to be incorrect or seem like gaps but they only exist because it's not worth going in. Like this movie has a time limit, right? Like you can't like, and so like going in with that sort of mindset, I think is sort of important in, in going into a movie like this. I think similar, this was similar for Interstellar too. Is I think people who are not scientifically minded and, and, and not even just not scientifically minded, but more importantly, this isn't where they've, Focused any sort of effort on their end from a scientific standpoint right like this isn't this is you you know physics and especially like quantum mechanics is not a realm that maybe you've explored at all or you've explored very little of and so it's unreasonable for you to assume that you should be able to just grasp it all within the course of like a you know a two and a half hour movie or something like that right you know so so I, I think that it's really important that on that end, like, the movie is giving you enough to get you through it. And, like, there may be things that give you question marks afterwards, but that was kind of the point. So if all of that rambling makes any sense to you, you, you know, that, that... All I'm saying is you have to go into the... I think you have to go into the movie with the right amount of expectation of, like, what the movie is and what it's trying to accomplish. So... um I, I think that it's a hundred percent worth watching at least once. In my mind, if you find that it's a good movie, I think you should watch it multiple times. Because I, I think that the movie um I think it's I think it will only help to grasp the movie further because it, it does it it's a lot to digest at once. So, without further ado, we're gonna go into spoilers. We're going to have some further conversation about how this how this works, what's the theoretical physics behind it, um, and maybe a little bit of trying to unpack what actually happened, right? For those of you who watched it and maybe have some questions, maybe you want to think about it further, we're here to do that, okay? Right? Spoilers. Anyone who doesn't want anything further, this is your time to cut out. Go watch it. Come back. Listen to the rest of this. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Spoiler alert. Okay. I'm just, sorry, you know, I want to get that out there. I want to make sure that nobody sort of randomly is all of a sudden, like, still listening, like, oh, you spoiled it for me. Well, that's your own fault. So, um, we start the movie off right, and the protagonist, um, played by John David Washington, who I think crushed it, by the way, I think he did fucking awesome in his role, is, like, in a van as there's about to be a heist at this opera house, right, right? and uh you don't really know what's going on you know that the team in this van that uh the protagonist is in is not a part of the heist or the cops but that there's something of need for that that group right and so they go in Once they see the heist going down, it doesn't explain to you how they knew the heist was going down, anything like that, right? It's sort of like this cold open where in the midst of this, they, they get in there, uh, and you learn that it's, this is all actually, the, the heist is all a diversion to assassinate this guy and that, you know, the protagonist needs to get to him first. He gets to him because he had, he has a, a, a physical object that, um, is of interest, right? And so, um, you know, we, we relatively quickly get introduced to our first situation of a, an inverted being, right? Because, um, in the midst of trying to, like, um, deactivate the bomb or diffuse the bombs across the, um, opera house or get, you know, get it so that it's not just going to kill all these people in the opera house, uh, you notice that there's sort of like a bullet hole in the wood in front of the protagonist. At which point, you know, it, the bullet comes out of the bullet hole to kill the guy. That's a, you know, trying to kill the protagonist. Uh, and you see this masked figure who, you know, we later learn to be Neil. Um, or you, you kind of later can draw the conclusion that it was Neil because he has the, uh, that little, like, red, um, whatever you want to call it, like, keychain thing off of his backpack. So, anyways, right? And then it cuts to, like, you know, he's been captured. Uh, the protagonist has been captured. He's being, uh, uh, interrogated and basically commits to, like, uh, thinks he's committing suicide by getting a, a being able to get to this uh, cyanide pill, only to find out that it was all, the interrogation portion was all a test uh, to basically enlist him into uh, Tenet, which is this group that we learn, you know, at the end of the movie is a group that the protagonists started. So this is kind of like when you, this is kind of one of those things where it's interesting to watch the movie back is because we see that the at this point, the uh, effectively what's happening, right, is the protagonist is enlisting himself in his own future cause, which is kind of like a cool thing, um, th- like the sort of warping of time to get there, right? And so, and then we kind of go, we see like the inverted bullet and we kind of see how, um, you know, the, um, we see him kind of, Pick it up from the table by it like floating up to his hand. And then we also see the bullets that have been shot out into, you, you know, the firing range come back into the gun. We, and, and we get some more explanation where even here it kind of explains to you that like this is more one of those things that's a feel type of thing, right? Like you get a feel for how this everything's operating in reverse and how it's inverted, but it's, it's, not- this is where you start to feel a little bit of like you might be tripping it's the inversion of the entropy and so this in this introduces uh what's basically the crux of the physics uh, the theoretical physics of of this movie and it it should be clear because christopher nolan had had even explained like explained this in some interviews that they used some theoretical physics as a basis, but that they they did take some liberties with exactly how it works within the movie. So, to be understood, the movie is not s- theoretically accurate. Okay? Which is fine. And, and But it is less theoretically accurate than even Interstellar, right? Because Interstellar are the same thing, right? They, they took a little bit of liberty with how, like, to fit the theoretical physics into Interstellar, but they were really, really close to being like on. Like they just had to take some liberties for the purpose of movie, movie making. Whatever. This movie definitely a lot more of moving off of the theory to you know make it work and and that's totally fine so this is not a scientifically accurate movie but this movie has a basis in in reality okay and in and, and in large part like this is where the the drive is is that um where the theoretical physics kind of comes into play right is that Uh, We know entropy. You probably all recall entropy from perhaps your high school chemistry class or physics class. um, Or perhaps maybe you learned about it in a college chemistry or physics class. One of those two probably introduced it to you. Um, And it's it's a very weird concept in a way, right? Because it's it's still something that I don't know that we as human beings have done a really good job of figuring out how to verbalize like we kind of use an analogy right like entropy is sort of entropy is chaos and and so um, and that it's um, in a way right it's Pandora's box and so like every moment that so the box has been opened meaning it can't it can't be closed and you can't and, and so, every moment that it's open, more chaos occurs, and you can't prevent the chaos. You can slow the chaos, but you can't reverse it or stop it. Um. And so, that's sort of how we use it. Like, so, like every moment that passes by, every every, uh, you know, every time you blink, every time you breathe, every moment you you know you wake up and get out of bed. Entropy is increasing across the universe. It's an unstoppable force. Um, and it's, you know, and it kind of has, it has to do with a lot of things. But, you know, for example, like, like I said, so entropy in a way has actually like a tie. Uh, and this is why to some degree, right, that um, often when you learn about entropy, something that you learn about at a similar time is enthalpy, which has to do with heat and energy. And so, there's somewhat of a tie of um, of entropy to uh, heat, and so for example, uh, your refrigerator and is a or like a freezer or anything cold, anything that r- reduces heat. Your air conditioner is so a entropy slowing device in a way, right? Like it is causing what is going to happen to happen slower you catch my drift right because like your food is going to spoil it's an it's an inevitability it's one of those things like right it's one of those things uh that's a good way of explaining like the future of something that we know now that's like this inevitability you can't stop it you can only slow it um to, to, like, to a certain degree, right? Like, um, and, and so in that way, that's how, like, so, like, you know, your, f- whatever, your fucking food that you cooked last night, you throw it in the refrigerator so that you could eat it maybe three days from now. But if you don't touch it for, like, a week or whatever, it's going to be spoiled. But if you didn't put it in the refrigerator, it's going to spoil in, like, a day or, you know, something like that, right? So that's that's kind of how you can kind of conceive the idea of, like, uh, entropy is this inevitability that only moves forward. And which is why this movie kind of took some liberty in terms of tying entropy to time. Because time is the only other sort of—time the only, uh, like, measurable— um dimension that we have that only moves in one direction uh right and so in this way it's not symmetrical which i sh- i should say is something that Uh, is the way that christopher nolan i think in an interview described it right Is entropy is one of those things that's not symmetrical kind of like time right is that I, i in the same way that um or in contrary to something like conservation of mass or conservation of energy right these these laws in which of physics in which that we agree with or um Newton's law right that you might be even more familiar with for every action there's an equal and opposite reaction type of thing Uh, these are symmetrical things right you can't you can't create or destroy mass or energy like you can only transform it Um, and so contrary to those you know sort of cornerstones or pillars however you want to describe it of physics we have entropy that just continues to expand right and um i i guess you know you've you've probably also heard it right the universe is constantly expanding and and that's a, a in reference to entropy so Because we kind of see time in the same way, right? Time is ever-expanding. It only goes forward. It doesn't go backward. Um, And in the case of time, we... uh, Well, (laughs) um, technically, you can slow time, okay? Um, If you travel at a speed that is relative to the speed of light, uh, for example you can effectively slow time, which, and, and there's, uh, theory as well as, as to how gravity relates to time. Um, that again is, that is, you know, what's explored in, for example, interstellar, right? They go onto the planet that has like really, really high gravity and, you know, every like whatever it was like hours, seven years type of thing. Right. So, there, there are ways in which you can slow time um, either through speed you know, speed relative to speed of light, uh, and when I mean relative, like, even something that's like 10% of the speed of light, which you might be thinking, like, whoa, that's you know 10%, that's not a lot but, like, 10% of the speed of light is still 3 times 10 to the 7th uh, meters per second, which is, like what? Let's see. How, what does that convert to into miles per hour? Meters per second to miles per hour. uh Three, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. What? So uh, like sixty-seven million miles per hour, <laughs> roughly. So yeah, that's ten percent of the speed of light, which I, obviously we, you know can't really, but e- even if we said like 1% of the speed of light, right, you're still looking at, um, like 6 million miles per hour, which, which again is, uh, obviously, well, let me make sure I have my zeros right here, right, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, yeah, okay, so, yeah, there you go. That's really fucking fast, uh, obviously. But even 1% of the speed of light, right, is, 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 is preposterous how fast it is that, you know, you're looking at 6.7 million miles per hour, uh, which is still something that, you know, would... Uh, if you were traveling at that kind of speed, like, you would be slowing down time uh, as as we experience it. So um, the, the common... A scenario that is used to explain, for example, to explain this topic in a way that makes, I guess, sense to people visually is if you had two twins of identical age, you know, say they're identical age. uh, If one of them went off to travel into space and, you know, they went and traveled however far at some speed relative to the speed of light. And came back, and let's say that occurred over the course of 20 years. There's an equation, I don't have it off the top, I'd have to go find it. But, basically, you know, the twin that stayed on Earth would be 20 years older. The twin that was out traveling at those high speeds would come back, you know, whatever, 8 years older. or Something like that. You know, it depends on how fast, but... Um, so uh, that, and, and that's, you can kind of say like, well, how do you prove that? And it's, it's math, it's proven mathematically. uh, Obviously there's the capacity for what we're physically capable of doing that makes it quite difficult for one to prove that, uh, through experimentation, but, but mathematically it is, it's been proven to, to work. Um, this is somewhat similar to things like plasma that, actually can cause light to move faster you can you can actually have things move faster than the speed of light in plat like theoretically in plasmas in which they have a medium that's above one uh, a a, con- a uh, transmission constant that's above one for example um which is again like which gets into the again you know gets into the theory that like light as a waveform um you know, on average travels at the speed of light, but you can actually have uh, photons that are traveling faster than the speed of light and photons are traveling slower than the speed of light. And it averages out to the speed of light, but you can actually have instances of breaking the speed of light. Anyways, this kind of gets a little bit uh, we're getting really, really far off from from where we were. But the po- the point being right, as far as we generally understand time, it moves forward and and that's it. And similar to entropy, it only moves forward. It only continues to expand. It goes up. It it it, exp- it just, the number goes, if you were to assign some value to entropy, it would just constantly go up the same way your clock just constantly turns, uh, you know, it continues to turn in one direction, only going up per se, right? The year, the amount, the the, the years, the number of years, is, you know, is probably the only way to look at it from a, a perspective of looking at the dates, because obviously, our you know we rotate our months and days so that you have the same month and day, but the year number always goes up. So, um, in this way, the movie makes a tie to entropy and time uh, that is not necessarily true, uh, even theoretically. Like there, there is not really any theory that kind of, um assigns these two to be tied together that time and entropy are tied together and, and, but the movie assigns this, right? So the, the concept of the movie kind of focuses around the ability to reverse entropy, uh, which would sort of in, in essence, at least in the way that the movie details it, it causes your ability to travel backwards in time. Um, more so to and and I I guess to be clear it's it's more so a rewind of of time I guess you could say well I, I mean I, I think actually backwards in time because this the the movie then kind of gets into the concept of well what happens is ha- like what happens happens um and therefore y- you um you can't change the future by going backwards. And so, but obviously there's like some, there's some uh, give to that, I, I guess, because in part like the, the a feature that the movie employs is the concept of a uh, temporal pincer in which some people are going backwards in time, some people are going forwards. The idea being is that when they pincer and when, when they meet, um, that they could in an effect with a knowledgeable person in the past moving forward, be able to take advantage of what someone in the future moving backward does essentially. And and so, uh, and we run into that concept twice throughout the movie. Well, the overarching theme of the movie is the movie is one giant temporal pincer, right? And we're just leading up to the 10 minute moment at the end in which it, it, Actually reaches its its threshold, its crossing point. Um, in and then we we saw one other temporal pincer in which um, a, a part of the plutonium forty one or two for, I mean plutonium whatever two forty one uh, is uh, given to Andre Sater at a point. Um, during like the highway scene which is probably one of the more confusing overall scenes when it comes to like how they're moving backward versus forward and and whatnot and so uh in in this way um you know it's it's quite it, it gets quite wonky um there are some aspects of it where you get more explanation of how it works but it kind of raises more questions, for example, right? They talk about the fact that you need to bring oxygen with you when you're going into um, the reverse entropy state, which does make sense theoretically, right? Because as you go into a reverse ent- entropy state, if you didn't also have the um, the air with you in in that has kind of reversed in a way, um, the way you'd be going through the world... Is the world would be taking the oxygen out of you, um, which would obviously be a problem because you as a human being still need to function the same way internally as, as far as that goes. So uh, you would need to be able to still inhale oxygen as opposed to exhale oxygen, which in the case of in the reverse, right, you'd be inhaling CO2 and exhaling oxygen and so for that reason, you need to still be able to stay forward as far as your lungs go. Um and, and so that is something that perhaps maybe at the moment for people was a little bit confusing. Um the one thing that I did see a theoretical physicist sort of contend with, and I I think I I either agree or I think that there's just a different standpoint to consider it is like is when the protagonist um I guess almost dies in the fire when he's going in reverse, right? And they talk about, like, if you get burned, if you experience fire, you'll actually get really cold. Um, And so the theoretical physicist sort of asserted that that's not true, that you would still burn up. And I think that that's more, maybe more likely to be true. Because otherwise, the other scenario is that, like, coming into the reverse, the protagonist would need to be, would have to have burns like at at, upon reversing in time right because they would they would be experiencing um, similar to right afterwards when they have to go back to um where norway to go back to the storage facility when you kind of realize that like when they first went there the the person that they experienced what was were themselves um, or, or, I mean, I should say that, um, they experience the protagonist moving both forward and backward in time at that moment, right? Cause, like, when they go in there and they find the, the, um, reversal thing, whatever the fuck it was called, um, let's see, I think I had something where it, uh, describes w- w- what it's called. Um, what was it? Um, Whatever, the, um, you know, the fucking carousel thing. Um, so that still needs, like, you when they experience that in Oslo, that we find out it was the protagonist at that moment, right? Which is why there was the issue of the protagonist, when the protagonist is, in an effect, fighting himself, the reverse version of himself, you, you know, that um, it was important that they didn't actually sort of... Come into physical contact, right? They fought each other, but through like clothing, like they did their, their atoms did not physically touch. Now you could say that the atoms of the clothing on both ends did touch. So if you really wanted to get nitpicky, you probably, but, uh, it, you know, those are also inanimate objects. So I think perhaps that's maybe the difference. Um, but, uh, So, when we experience this, for example, right, leading up to it, the protagonist has, like, a little bit of, like, a shoulder, um, injury type of thing, right? Like, he's kind of like, ah, you know, my shoulder, whatever hurts. And it's because, um, you know, it basically, because it's hurt beforehand, and then, like, it gets hurt in the fight going forward. So then, like, backwards, like, he's hurt and then gets, basically kind of gets unhurt through the event. Uh, Which is similar to, like, how they kind of save, um... What is her name? Cat, right? Um, how they save her in the movie when she gets shot in reverse is that they kind of need her to, they basically need to reverse the reverse. So they're going forward to kind of like basically, uh, heal the wound. So it, it has, it has already happened and it needs to unhappen effectively is the way that it, it, it heals, uh, if you wanted to describe it that way. So, um, similarly, like, I think that either if he would have to come out with, like, burn marks and then basically become unburned uh, at that moment, uh, and then you could maybe argue, like, okay, like, so then it's, uh, you know, in reverse, but, like, he would need to show some sort of signs of, like, he would need to be registering as very hot, he would probably feel very hot, he would probably be, like, burned and whatnot, but because he wasn't, I think it's safe to say that he actually still just would have burned up. It wouldn't be like the fire wouldn't be consuming, um, his heat, um, still under under those circumstances. So I, I did see that one theor- the uh, a theoretical physicist who had had kind of pointed that out, and, and I I do agree. So I I think if that part confused you, then I think that you can say well with good reason you are confused because it, it it probably does not match up theoretically. Um so anyways right I, I mean and so the plot of the uh, movie basically becomes the idea of the Andre Sater is going to die because of cancer and he can't really reverse that because what happened is what hap- what has happened happens okay right and so that's kind of the key crux of the movie which kind of gets into the um multiple worlds theory of quantum physics which is that um under any sort of quantum interaction, uh, an, like, multiple worlds spawn as a result. Um, and so which world do you reside in? Like, it's basically multiple copies of yourself and what you interact with occur at the same, you know, they, they spawn. So, which kind of ties into entropy, right? But the idea of multiple worlds is, say, like, when I interact with my computer screen or, or my mouse for example right now I, like multiple copies of of the world occur because there's a there's a world in which you know my my mouse i move it to the right when i interact with it there's a world in which i move it to the left forward backward to the, you know slightly like northwest southwest right ever whatever, whatever. I, there's a world in which i pick it up and slam it right all, all of these worlds exist in which how i can interact with this mouse um and in in the world that I'm conscious of is 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 maybe the only world that we focus on, but all these worlds exist simultaneously, um, whether we're conscious of them or not. And that's the multiple worlds theory of quantum physics. Which uh, that's only for me to give you some explanation. There's a reason why the multiple worlds theory actually holds up, or or at least is a is a very reasonable theory to move forward with within the sort of um, advancement of quantum physics but the point being is that um at the end of the day what happened what happened happens right so what happened was i moved my mouse forward and and that's the world in which i exist in so i i cannot undo that from it from like a um a, for lack of a better word, the concept of fate, right? It's sort of like I'm fated to do it. I can't, I can't undo it. I can't go back in time and cause it to not happen. I can do all these things kind of in between that exact quantum interaction, but I won't be changing that interaction. It is in a sense, how it occurs. Now, if I were able to somehow get into um quote-unquote one of these parallel worlds in which that's not what happens, then perhaps I could move forward. But, you know, now that's, again, where this thing of, like, time travel, where, like, well, if you undo this thing in time travel, who knows what effect it has, is in part because um, you've essentially... You've moved into a different parallel universe or a different parallel world. Um, and so... Uh, there's kind of this idea of you can't undo what is happen, what is going to happen. Um, and they kind of get into this and which is kind of like the somewhat heart wrenching moment at the end, right? Is that Neil ends up taking a bullet and which, you know, obviously he dies as a result, um, to make sure that the protagonist can live to, um, essentially stop the algorithm from going through, which would basically essentially cause the whole world to reverse and essentially collapse upon itself and essentially to destroy the universe as a result, right? Um, And so, you know, he takes a bullet to die to do this, which then, you know, like, as he's kind of going forward in time, um, when he goes back to forward in time, they they interact again, right? The protagonist and Neil interact again. And at which point you kind of find that Neil and the protagonist have been friends for a very long time, but in the protagonists forward moving world, they have not met yet. Um, and so they're going to become friends, even though like now the protagonist has now met him in the past and you, you know, um, and, Neil coming from the future has come back to basically help him in the past in a way that is all a plan created by the protagonist. Um, and so the, uh, and so at this moment, it's kind of heart wrenching because basically Neil needs to go back to, uh, go in reverse and then get himself shot in the head again. And and so it's essentially he's, he's assigned to this loop of his own death uh, in an effort to save the protagonist and, and save the mission. And so um, I, I think that it, it turns into a very interesting and, and cool thought experiment. And like I said, there's obviously somewhat of a divergence from the theory in a way, but it, it's very close. It's very cool. It's very interesting. And so, um, that's like a slight breakdown, I guess of uh, the the science behind it and the theory behind the movie if that gives you some clue of an indication of how th- how things have happened or how they work um, is the movie essentially just assigns the idea of if you can reverse entropy, then you can reverse time. Um, I think based on the theory, it's more so if you could reverse entropy, you could, reverse um, you could perhaps reverse aging but not exactly time, right? You couldn't sort of you couldn't actually put yourself back 20 years in terms of like where you are in the world around you but you could perhaps take essentially 20 years back off of your body's age or like an object's age if you, if you were, I think that that's kind of uh, – and, and so, right, that's sort of like, well, what's the difference between that is that you would assen- – essentially you could reverse your age and become, you know, quote-unquote 20 years younger, but you'd still be in the exact moment. Um, you wouldn't exactly all of a sudden be back 20 years prior as well um, because essentially you'd have to re- – right, you'd sort of have to reverse – the entropy of the universe to get to there and so like it reversing the entropy of an object wouldn't exactly suddenly cause that object to move backward in time um but i do get the link that they're trying to do is like well if you reversed the entropy of the object then theoretically it would be moving through in 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 part that this is sort of a visual trick right the idea is that You've reversed the entropy of the object, and so the way that everyone in the forward-moving world sees it is it's moving backwards in time, right? Which is why, like, you see, like, you see people moving backwards. It's why the car, like, they're moving backward, driving backwards in the car, although that car would have needed to be reversed as well. Um, and so... Um, but it's a visual trick and so the idea of like the person who's moving backwards in time isn't actually walking backwards they perceive themselves as moving forwards but the people moving forwards in time perceive them as moving backwards because it's essentially the brain's ability to uh, visualize what's occurring right? and so visually it would appear as if they're moving backwards because their entropy is actually moving in reverse of yours and so Um, it's an, it's a very interesting concept in that way. It's, you know, theoretically, it may have some flaws to it, but I, I, I really love the, I, I love the attempt at it. I love like the, because right. I I mean, whenever we watch like a superhero movie, right? Like we, we appreciate the fact that of course it's not true and it's not possible, at least as far as we know, right? Like we can't suddenly just fly or shoot laser beams out of our eyes or, you know, whatever, um whatever it may be um but we appreciate the idea that like it could happen sort of right like or like we'd like to imagine the world as if it could happen for example um and so in imagining the world as if that could happen that's how this movie is also interesting in its way of like it's not a superhero movie but it very much has that element of superhero movie where it's it's a world in which we're observing something different from what we believe our reality to be. And what's interesting about it is that it actually ties into some theoretically, um, describable things, right? Because again, like we don't have anything that can sort of theoretically describe the ability for magic to occur. And and I mean, that's sort of quote unquote, the definition of magic, but the idea that we can't, um, come up with like a theoretical, explanation that could like that we could even begin to conceive within the ba- the boundaries of the reality that we know to come up with how superman would exist for example but in this movie we're we're tying in some of those things in which we can actually build some fundamental foundation for this world to exist and so in that way, I find it to be very interesting. And like I said, why I find the movie to personally be very, very good to me is because I like that element a lot. The rest of the movie, like, I think the acting was quite good. You know, I, I probably should have thrown that in earlier in, into this episode. I thought the acting was quite good. I know I said John David Washington. I felt killed it as the protagonist. Uh, Robert Pattinson, by the way, as Neil, I thought killed it as as Neil. Um I thought um, Kenneth Bronig, Bronig uh, playing as Andre Sater also I thought was excellent um, and so overall I love the movie I think that like the performances were excellent I think that the action was pretty good but I think that the overlying story of it all is what gets me so that's all for me that's my, my assessment on Tenet I appreciate y'all and peace out